Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. We honor you, sir. We're honored to be in your presence today, Lord. Thank you for leaving your throne to join us in the habitation of our praises. We commit to praise you, to honor you, to serve you, to do your will and be led by you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Not for a minute. Not even for a little bit were you forsaken. Today I want to talk to you about something that uh, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, this is kind of in the middle of my message, but I'm going to say this little part right now. <clears throat> and you may, at, at, when I hear this message, this is a short message, I'm, gonna, I'm really in this message, I'm really going to have a conversation with you. I may preach a little bit, but it's going to be more of a conversation with you of what we need to have, what we need to do, where we need to go, and uh, take it out of the middle and put it right here at the beginning for a second. I, I think churches, sometimes we miss, we miss it. Because I don't care if we have a church full of theologians, a church full of people who, who can memorize, who memorize the Bible front and back and can quote it every day. I don't care how many, how many, how many things that we do and, and what happens. If we're not reaching the lost, we are ineffective and we're wasting our time. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if, every, well, if I had a, a whole, whole mess, every one of you knew the Bible front and back. But if, if we're not using what we have, it's useless. It does us no good. So we got to use what we have. And we got we to gotta, we gotta do what we can to reach the lost. Thank God two people got saved last week. You know why? Because somebody invited somebody. But we don't, if we don't reach out and we're not reaching somebody and trying to do something, at the very least, at the very least, if, if, if you can't get them to church, I, 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 want, I want you to be able to come to me during the week and say, Pastor Doug, hey, I led somebody to, work at, I led somebody to Christ at work. I led somebody to, to Christ on the streets. Hey, some kids got saved back in the kid, in the kid men this morning. It don't, have to, it don't have to happen in here because that's a problem with the church. We think everything has to happen in these four walls. We need people to come. We need you to talk to them out there and bring them in, but we have to, 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 to do something and not quit and give up on people. So I want to talk to you today simply about the message, can you dig it? Everybody say, can you dig it? I got that. Actually, probably a better, more, more, more um, subtle message would be keep digging, okay? That would be the, the one for maybe the senior adults that would be like, you know, that sounds better, Go keep digging. Okay, but it's can you dig it? Because every, every time I thought about this, there's a wrestler. Uh, he's, he's this big, tall black dude, and, and his, his name was Booker T. And he kept saying, can you dig it? Can you dig it? But he would say, can you dig it, sucker? I'm going to leave the sucker part, part off. Okay. But he said, can you dig it, sucker? And he was, he was just an entertainer. But every time I thought about this, you know, I thought about can you dig it. So you, you can title it what you want to, can you dig it or, or uh, keep digging, whichever one you desire. But there, there was a... I want, I want to tell you that one of the biggest things that we can do as Christians, the, the most hell-defying act we can do against the enemy is lead someone to Christ. I mean, we can go do all kinds of stuff. We can shout and speak in tongues and run. And none of that matters to, to the devil. That don't bother him because he's, he, he's like, well, you wait till you stop. But when we, when we get someone and we, we share the gospel with them, he starts quaking in his boots. And when we start sharing the gospel, when they start receiving that and receive Christ, that's when it really makes a difference. So there was a movie 
in 2015 came out called The 33. Anybody remember that? It was a true story about the 33, the miners that were stuck in Chile, Chile, um, and they were stuck there in a mine that, that was way, 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 way under the ground. It took them like a year to dig the mine all the way down. And it's an epic true story of extraordinary love. There, there was this big, massive 2,000 2, uh, 2, feet of massive rock. 2,000 feet of massive rock. It said it was the size, double the size of uh, the Empire State Building. That's how big this was. And they were trying to dig to it, and these people were under that. And it seemed pretty much almost impossible, right? But hey, we, what do we know? That nothing is impossible with God, right? But they stood under there. They were under there. They only had three days' worth of food. And they, they rationed it out. But they stayed under there 69 grueling days. And the temperatures were anywhere from 90 to 100 or above. So it was real hot. It was really bad. And it was a, very, it was a big struggle. And I have three movie clips, but they're 10 minutes apiece. And that's 30. I don't have time for it. I want to get to what I want to say. John, I gave them to John. John can use them for, 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 for the students on Wednesday night. It'll be kind of cool for them. But I, but I, just, I, I want to just, I'll tell you about the movie a little bit. And hopefully a lot of y'all saw it or at least watched the news and you kind of know what was going on. You know, but the thing is, is, is they, they were, they, 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 there was, it was looked like certain death unless somebody decided to keep digging. Unless somebody decided to keep digging. Why? You know, because your love will always be stronger, a stronger force than your circumstances. No matter what happens, love will permeate and, and push through and, and drill through anything. No matter whenever you, when it's your child, when it's your husband, when it's your wife, it's your family, that love you have, nothing will stop you. It don't matter what. If, if a, if a two-ton bear has your little baby girl, little baby boy in their arms, you, that ain't, your love is going to be bigger than that bear. You, most, you, both, you both might die. But the thing is, is you're going to not let that stop you. Okay? So the thing is, is that... that, that I want to ask you today, these guys were down 2,000 feet. They were trapped under this, this heavy load and rock. Did, did you know anybody today that's trapped in darkness, that if, if somebody don't reach them, they're going to die spiritually, not physically? And I don't have to even blink. Every one of you in here do. And if you don't, you're hanging around with all the wrong people. We all should have people in our lives that are non-Christians. If not, how are they going to hear? That's what Paul said. How are they going to hear if nobody comes? How, if you don't, how, are they, how are they going to know? We have to reach out. We have to build relationships with them. We have to talk to them. We have to care about them. We have to love them enough to keep digging. And we have to care about them. These, 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 every one of us knows somebody that is in that situation. These people were... Tra um, were uh, trapped in spiritual darkness without hope and unless one of us gets them who generally knows Jesus and says I got something to share with you and we do what we can to keep keep drilling and keep drilling a little bit at a time you're not going to just have something that goes straight down and, and just and just happens very very sometimes that happens at church for the first time they come to church but you know what when they come to church to get saved probably somebody else was already drilling my point is this is a process. It's not something that we just go up and say something and all of a sudden they just get saved. It takes guts for a spiritual rescue. It takes guts to stand up and look at somebody and try to share. 
And I'm coming, I, I have always not wanted to offend people and, 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 and look at people who were shy, you know, or, or who, 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 who weren't bold enough to speak out. But I, I really think that's just a cop-out. I don't care who you are. I don't care how shy you are, how insecure you are. Everybody can talk to somebody about Jesus. If you're shy, talk to somebody that's shy. Y'all know each other. There's somebody shy going to hell out there. You know? You know, I, I, was, I was always insecure to think, what if I don't have the answer? What if I don't know? And, you know, even now as a pastor, sometimes I'm kind of, whew, okay, here we got I'm going to do this. I know who I need to talk to, but I'm kind of intimidated. God is now the time, you know? You know, so I, I'm scared sometimes. But I know I got to do it. My love for those people, my love for that person is greater than my fear. And we got to get to that place where we do that. But that's why Billy Graham, yesterday we went and saw Franklin Graham speak. The God, listen, guys, the gospel is so simple. The gospel does it. We try to get so thick and we try to get so deep and try, so theolo- theology and stuff. You know, I went to the Franklin Graham thing yesterday and there was thousands of people there. And, and we went out there. Um, uh, Jeremy Camp drilled. He started drilling everybody's heart with all the scriptures that he talked about. And he, w- he, was, he was singing some amazing songs about dead man walking and all this kind of stuff. But then, but then Franklin Graham got up there. He told a story about the woman that got, came at Jesus' feet that was full of sin and had all kinds of sin in her life. And then he said, you know what? Maybe you got sin in your life, but all it takes is one sin to send you to hell and God will forgive you for it. He said, we all sin. Billy Graham, Billy Graham sinned. He said, Franklin Graham sinned. We're all guilty. Now, if you're going to receive Christ, would you just stand up? And like uh, uh, over 100 people stood up. It was so simple. We make it so hard. We feel like we got to do all these things and make it so complicated. And we got to tell them about the Greek and tell them this. It's so, so simple. The gospel is all it takes. Jesus died for you. He cares. You're going to hell. God can change your direction if you just accept him as your Lord and Savior, and he'll forgive you. There's a better life. There's an eternity out there for you. That's it. God died for you. You can change your life. You can go to heaven. And that's all it takes. The gospel is so simple. But Billy Graham said, when one man stands in courage, it stiffens the spine of everybody around him. And it took just a couple people yesterday to stand up. And when, when, when people saw other people stand up, all of a sudden, they're standing up, they're standing up. I, I can stand up too. And everybody started standing up. There was hundred, over 100 that was there. So I want to read my scripture today. From, from A lot of you probably haven't even read this book or know about this book very often, unless you read a lot about Moses. But, but it's Numbers, chapter 16, verses 41 through 47. <clears throat> I'm just going to start off with a part of 41 and jump like to 46, but... I want to tell you the background of what's going on. The, 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 the children of Israel um, kept complaining. They were complaining about what was going on. They were complaining about what was happening. They were all upset. They were, they were complaining because there wasn't enough food. There wasn't enough water. Why did you bring us out here to kill us and all this kind of stuff? And then they got mad and walked up to Moses. And, and, and Korah walked up to Moses. He was a man. And he said, he, and, and he had 250 people that was behind him. And he said, listen, why don't we know God's speaking to you? How come, how come we don't know he's speaking to us? They started bowing up, bowing up at him and saying, hey, we, we, we might be hearing from God. We might know what's best because I think we might need to go back to, to Egypt where, where we could eat better and live better and stuff. But back in bondage, right? That didn't make sense. And so what happened was they went on and, 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 and so Moses said, you know, I'll tell you what. Here's what we can do. Y'all show up tomorrow and get, you, get, get all your men and I want you to get, a, get, get, a, get you um, a censer and get some, some um, incense in it. And I want y'all to stand there, and we'll, tomorrow we'll see who, who, who hears from God. Let's do that. Okay. 
And so they said, Let, let's do that. So here's what happened. Now, don't forget, before I read this, I want you to know that, that this is before that, that Jesus died on the cross. Because see, before Jesus died on the cross, there had to be penalty for sin. There had to be penalty. So God had, it seemed like he was a mean God, but he ain't put up with no junk. You know, when you start reading the Old Testament, you, you really realize the grace of God. You, if you really read the Old Testament and see how God just struck people dead and did things just because they were sinning, you really realize where we stand. And if it wasn't for God's grace and Jesus dying for our sins, we would be the same way. Okay, so, but anyway, <clears throat> so Scripture tells us that on this day that I'm about to tell you about, 147,000 people, to be exact, died. Okay, so here it is. The very next morning, all the people started to complain. It says, the, the, and then down in verse 46, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Get away from these people so I can instantly destroy all of them. He was mad because they tried to question. So then Moses looked at Aaron, his, his little honor bearer, and said, Quick, do something. Okay, take the censer, place fire in it from the altar, and then carry the fire quickly among the people and act as an act of um, asking Jehovah's forgiveness. So Aaron left the altar, took the fire, and ran into the crowd. And look, and where he stood, the death stopped. Okay? Now what happened right before this, right before that scripture, what happened? Okay, Korah and his 250 came up there, and he said, well, let's, let's go ahead and get your, your, your incense. Get them up and get them right here, and let's ask God. And he, said, and he told the people, listen, here's what's going to happen. I'm about to tell you what's going to happen. Here, I'm, we're going to get our, our censers and our, our little incense, and whoever, whoever does not hear from God, God's going God's to kill them. So and it, before, he, before he even finished hardly the sentence, Korah was standing there. The earth stood up, opened up, and swallowed him and his whole family, killed them all, boom. And then all, and all, the, all the 250 men died as well. And then this, this right here happened. Because when that happened, the plague began. God sent a plague against the people. And so Moses told Aaron, run out there, get, into the, get you some fire. Okay, listen, it's very important. Go to the altar, get some fire, and go among the people. Does anybody, does anybody catch that right there? Does anybody know where I'm going with that piece right there? Go to the altar get some fire, and run among the people. And when they ran among the people with the, with, with the fire, the plague stopped where he stood. I wish that would excite y'all like that excites me. God, that's amazing. Praise God, because that's what we got to do, okay? Aaron was standing with his arms stretched out. Aaron was sitting there with his arms stretched out with the fire between the living, which, which were right there, they were at the tabernacle, that's the tabernacle, God's tabernacle, between the living and the dead. Kind of like Jesus was stretched out between, on the altar, between the, the man that was about to be living and the man that was about to die. His arms were hung out to both, he, he, his arms were out to both of them, but only one of them accepted him, right? But so he was sitting there, Aaron was out there with, with the fire in his incense, in his censer. A censer is just a piece of a metal that holds stuff that you can get coals and fire out of it. But it says, and Aaron left the altar, took the fire, and ran into the people. And where he stood, the death stopped. That's the kind of change agent that we can be. But we have to pay some prices for that to happen. Spiritually, your friendship and your love can build a bridge between the living and the dead. Your love is that, that, is that something that penetrates through every heart. 
Your, your love and how you treat people and act to people is going to make the difference. So what, what do you mean, Pastor Doug? It means, I mean, you've got to fight spiritually. You've got to fight spiritually for some people. You've got to get down dirty and nasty and say, you know what, I, I say, and, and rebuke Satan. I was praying with somebody the other day. They were so weak in the spirit. They were so, so feeble in, the, in their mind. They were so broken in their, in their heart because of all the things that was happening in them. When I, when I began to pray with them on the phone, the Spirit of God came over me, and I just said, look, Satan, you're a liar, and I hate you, and I stand in front of this person right now, and you fight me. You leave them alone right now, and I'm fighting on their behalf. Sometimes we just got to get crazy with the enemy. You know, that she, that this person needed to rest. This person needed a break from all the hell that was in their life. They just felt like, I can't go anymore. I just don't feel like even being here. What can I do? And, 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 and so sometimes you just got to stand up and say, you know what? Satan, I'm fighting for them. I'm going to fight for them. Back off. We got to care enough about people. Oh, well, man, I'm, I'm sorry you're having a bad, I'm sorry life stinks for you. I'm sorry, man, I'll, I'll be praying for you. No, let's pray right now. What can I do to help you? What do you need? How can I make this day better for you? What can change to make things better for you? I want to play, I, I want the, the voices. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what I want to do is I want to maybe let you hear some things that maybe you can say. To take it up another level and keep digging. These are some things that maybe you can say in your life to people. Maybe it may be different for you, but maybe some of these may re resonate with somebody that you're trying to dig for. Listen to this. Hold on. Let's get, let's get the microphone on. I want everybody to hear this. Okay, go ahead. You're better than that. Don't go out partying again this weekend. That's not who you said you wanted to be. Come hang out with me. Listen, let me get your number. I'll, I'll text you tonight, and if you're not busy Friday night, maybe we can go out with some of the guys. You're so much more worth it. You're way more worth it than some cheap toy that he can just throw away. He's not worth your time. Just forget about him and come over to my place. Bro, why, uh, why don't you come to lunch with us today? We can uh, sit down talk about the Cowboys game or something. Don't you see what's happening? This anger is literally eating you up from the inside. I'm not a counselor, but I can at least listen. Just let me know what's going on. How do you feel inside? And look, I'm not trying to be super spiritual or anything, but I really will be praying for you. I'll, I'll hit you up tomorrow and see how things are going. The friends you're hanging out with now are not <coughs> taking you down a good path. Can't you see that? Why don't you hang out with me and a couple of my friends tomorrow night? Hey, man, it's uh, getting late. You don't have to wait out here. Hop in. I'll give you a lift to your house. I know your life is pretty tough right now, but don't give up. All I really want to be is a good friend to you. Listen, how can I help? Man, I go to this awesome church called Kingdom Life. It's pretty sweet. Hey, why don't you let me pick you up Sunday morning and come with me? I think you'd really like it. Listen, don't spend your life alone. Come with me. Some of you may not use some of that lingo that they used. They were being themselves, and I asked them to. But you can do that. You can tell somebody, hey, that, that anger that you got is killing you inside. Dig. That's a dig. you you got to turn it over to Jesus. You can't do it yourself. My God, I wish I had a show. You dig again. Hey, hey, listen, listen. I'm, I know you don't like church, but listen, our church is different. You, you just try it someday. Dig. 
listen, I care about you. I love you so much. I don't want you, I don't want you to die and spend eternity somewhere that you're not going to be happy with ever. Dig. Listen, you're in a relationship, and this relationship is not, not for you. It's working against you better than for you. you be, think more of yourself. Don't be so insecure that you've got to settle for that. Dig. Sit there and listen to somebody. Hey, what can, can I have some coffee with you today? Dig. Can I, can I buy you lunch? Dig. Tell me what's going on in your life. Dig. Dig. But no, we're self-centered. We're too busy. We've got too much going on. People's going to hell and we're doing our own thing. We're coming here on Sundays and, oh, glory. And people are going to hell because we didn't invite them this week or we hadn't been digging this week. I wish every Sunday I'd have people lined up to say, hey, Pastor, I, I dug some this week. I dug some this week. Hey, it's, 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 a, it's a hard rock, but I'm digging. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep digging because I love these people. I care. You know what? And I'm, not, I'm just not talking about people that you, that you love. God loves everybody. Your waitress, you need to dig. Your neighbor, you need to dig. Your enemy, you need to dig. Your friends, you need to dig. People you meet in the grocery store, dig. Sometimes, sometimes you ain't going to be the one that, that taps through the end. Sometimes you need to be the one to just dig a little deeper. So somebody else, I, what does it say? I planted Apollo's water, but God gave the increase. Sometimes it takes all of us together. So just do your little dig. One of, the favorite, one of my favorite people in this movie is Maria. She was kind of like the ringleader. That she went up to the gate and they're like, she's like, hey, we need to, we, what, what are y'all doing? There's nothing happening right now. Nobody's doing nothing about them people. Nobody's doing nothing about those people. They're dying. One of them is my brother-in-law. Nobody's doing nothing about him. Where's, all the, where's everybody at? Where's the government? Where's the people? There was a, a period of time at the beginning that was happening. Nobody's there. We, we got it. We got it. We're taking care of it. We're on it. And then they started digging, you know, and, and, but, but, she, but she was sitting there and they said, ma'am, y'all just need to leave. Y'all need to go away. We can handle it. She said, I'm not leaving without him. That's the kind of dig we need around here. That's the kind of dig that I'm not leaving without you. I'm not leaving this earth without you. We're not going to go in separate directions. I'm, we're going to go to heaven together. I'm not going to leave without you. I'm not Maria, but today I'm Mario. Okay? Call me Mario. I'm not Maria. I'm Mario. But I'm here to tell you today, why are we not doing nothing? Why aren't we coming to church and having a good time and kumbaya and we're not digging? Why is nobody digging out there? There's people out there dying. Why are we not digging? Are we going to let them die? One at a time. We ain't got to go preach. To, we can't do like they did yesterday for Franklin Graham and, 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 and have thousands. But we you know what? We can reach people. We can reach somebody. We can change somebody's lives. Are, are we just going to let them die? Right out that door right out here. They're all out here. Here they are. They're all out here. Are we going to let them die? Or are we going to go get them and we're going to dig them out? It's not fun digging. It hurts to dig sometimes. But we got to keep digging attitude. We got to come to the altar and we got to get fire. And when we leave here, we need to run out into this community and minister to the children and the loved ones and all this and do what we can to get people to come. 
She said, my brother is down there. So the rest of you can, can leave and go home if you want to, but I'm not. I'm here. I'm, going, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm standing my ground. I'm standing between the living and the almost dead. And I'm here to tell you, every one of y'all can leave, and I'm going to be right here preaching to whoever walks through that door. Saying, Who, whoever. And then when I leave here on Sundays, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to dig if I'm the only one digging. I'm going to dig. I pray weekly. God, send somebody for me to minister to. I look for situations. God, help me. And when I feel prompted, man, I, sometimes I'm uncomfortable. Sometimes I don't know what to say. And sometimes I may even be wrong in how I say it. But I'm digging. I'm digging. I want you to remember a couple things. Number one, your spiritual drill bits may often break and probably your heart will break too often. But dig. They, they, brought, they broke all kind of drill bits. And they kept saying, well, that, that, hey, we broke up the, we've already broke all the drill bits we had. We, we're going to have to stop. And the guy said, I'll get you some more. Keep digging. And then at one point, they, the, 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 the leader of the group said, we're done. It's just we, we got down. We're still six foot, six meters. We can't do it anymore. And the guy's like, go home. That's fine. I'm going to go out there tonight, and I'm going to dig. And he went out there. So our heart may break. Someone may talk about us or talk about our church. Someone may hurt our feelings when you're trying to minister to them. They laugh at you. They mock at you. They're concerned about you. They spit at you. They turn you down and they hurt your feelings and they break your heart. That's just like a drill bit that's, that's, that's breaking because that love, that's where that love comes from is our heart, right? So how does it happen? Small acts of kindness over and over again. The most people that I've reached for Christ has been a little bit at a time. I just love on people. Tomorrow I love on more people. The next day I love on people. I love on people. Most of you are here today because I loved on you at some point in time in your life. And I just love on you and love on you and love on you. I listen to you when I don't, when I don't feel like it or when I'm too tired. Or I, 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 go, I go do something for you. I'm there when you need me. Whatever it is, I just, I'm just there. I just try to be there. And, and when you're there and there and there and there, eventually it makes a difference. Let me tell you a little story about a girl, a young Buddhist girl that came to America as a foreign exchange student. She stayed with, a, uh, <clears throat> with a, an exchange sister, and the girl's name was Megan. She was sitting there, and Megan took care of her. Megan let her borrow some money when she needed it. Megan let her use her, you know, use her, her, her clothes. Megan took and, and did what she could. And when she, when she talked about things in the Buddhist, she talked about it. She listened to it. She listened about her family. She listened about her experience in life. And when she was at school, she tried to be there to help her. And they tried to get her to go to church. And, and, and she really wouldn't go. But, but, but it, it, was, it came down to just a couple weeks before she was leaving. And she went to, this, uh, to Megan's little Baptist church that, that there was. And this was supposedly a true story she went to this little Baptist church and the preacher preached <clears throat> and, 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 and Megan came down and to receive Christ and the pastor before he started said let me ask you a question Megan what, what was it that caused you to change from Buddhism to Christianity what did I say today what did I say that made such a difference in your life she said hey, it, is, it wasn't not one thing you said it had nothing to do with what you said she said, my, 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 my exchange sister, she's been telling me about Jesus, and I've been telling her about my stuff, and she's just 
kept talking to me. She kept being there. That, that love she showed me, I just never experienced that love before. I never seen that kind of love before. She was there. She let me dry, use her clothes. She let me borrow. She, just, she was there. She listened to me. She cared when nobody else. She was always there. She just cared about me. She just loved me and loved me and loved me. And here's what she said. Here's what she said. Uh, you, you probably heard me quote this little line here at least one time other in, 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 our, in our ministry. She said, and then eventually she just started building a bridge from my heart to her heart, from her heart to my heart. She said, and today, Jesus walked across that bridge from her heart to mine. Go out there and dig. And as you're digging and you're throwing stuff, you're, you're building a bridge to their heart. You're building a bridge from your heart to their heart, and you just keep praying and seeking God and believing and th that one day that Jesus will get out of your heart and walk across a bridge into theirs and that they can receive Christ. Authentic love, authentic love is really what you feel. Authentic love is what you do. You can look at them all day long, I feel love for you, but you don't do nothing for them. We can sit here and say, oh, we love y'all so much. We care about you. I can say that all the time. But if I, don't do never nothing, if I don't ever do nothing for you, I don't take your phone calls. I don't go sit with you at the hospital. I don't go have lunch. I don't do nothing for you. You're like, he don't, he don't love me. Authentic love is when you do something. That's when it makes a difference. Remember that you can, you can um, no one can determine your priorities. So we got to stop complaining like the Israelites about all what's wrong and what's not good and choose to keep digging. And like Aaron in number 16, we've got to spend some time at the altar and get the fire. And with that spiritual, spiritual fresh fire that we have, we need to leave here and not run physically, but we need to run spiritually out of here and say, who, who, who can I dig for today? Who needs digging? Who's stuck? Who's, who's down in the dark? Who's down in the pits? Who, who's going to die if I don't get to them? And when our heart feels as people's hearts feel when we feel like people's hearts are so hard it's 200 feet of solid rock and you're like they're going to rot in hell because ain't nobody going to get to them keep digging there's nobody because the Bible says whosoever believeth in me shall have eternal life keep digging put your heart out there yes it's going to get hurt yes it's going to get bruised yes it's going to get knocked Yes, it's going to, maybe even your heart's going to break. And you're going to get, your feelings hurt sometimes. I don't mind getting my feeling hurt when I'm trying to serve Christ. I don't like it when I'm on my own time. Don't hurt my feelings when I'm on my own time. But I don't mind getting my feelings hurt when I've got to, I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving you Christ. I'm giving you Christ. So what are we doing that time? It's going to get bruised and knocked down. We just, what do we do? We pick up our heart. We dust it off. We put it back and say, I love you, though. I still love you. I'm still going to dig for you. I don't care how much you reject me. I'm going to still dig for you. And then we take it and we put our heart right back on the string again and hang it right out there to them. And we're going to get taken advantage of. But I want to tell you today, you're surrounded 24-7 with people that need to be dug out that are trapped and buried in sin. We have to, unless we choose to fight for them and refuse to give up, they're going to die and go to hell forever. 
I don't know this is going to happen. And it's probably not. But what if right before you walked into heaven, God said, turn around and look at this beautiful line of all the people here that's going to go to heaven. And then he says, I want you to watch this little video right here of people that you had a choice that were ready to receive Christ, but you chose not to dig for them. And then these people just walked by in, in the pit of hell that we knew, that we chose not to dig because we were selfish, because we were busy, because we were too lazy to pray. We were too lazy to sacrifice a little bit. How many drill bits have you broken in the spiritual world? Or have you guarded your heart and you didn't want nobody to hurt it spiritually? But this very hour, we can point to change. We can push past our self-centeredness and push past it and say, I'm not leaving here without you. I'm going to dig for you. We need to dig for these little babies back there. When you, everybody hates to be in a nursery. They just can't stand it for some reason. I don't want to say it. It's not this church. It's every church I've ever been to. But when they're holding that baby in their arms and they're saying, yes, Jesus loves you. Yes, Jesus loves me. You're digging. You're digging. You're digging for that child. When they're running around and they're going crazy and you're saying, I love you, baby. I love you. Come here. I love you. Chase them around the room. You're digging for them. You're digging for them babies just by holding them in your arms and you're putting that love of Christ in them. You're digging for them. So hold your, hold your heart boldly out on a string, even if it costs you something. And build a bridge from your heart to somebody else's heart so eventually Jesus can walk across. I'm sorry if I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I don't I, I, I'm not a yeller. I don't, I get passionate. This is just passion. Please forgive me. I'm not yelling at nobody. But I am angry. I'm angry at the enemy. I'm angry that the church that calls themselves Christians, nobody's out that door digging. We want to come in here and just, just bless me. Just bless me. I'm so depressed. I'm so down. I'm so, I'm so broken. I'm so this. I, I, me, 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 me. I bet if you went out there and blessed somebody else, God would answer your need. God don't like self-centeredness. He's like, get your mind off yourself and start blessing with someone. What happened with Job? Job got healed whenever he started blessing somebody else and praying for his friends. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And everybody don't have to. I know some of you probably can't. You might not can. But what I want you to do is I want all of us to come down to the altar and get some fire. All we're going to do, nothing crazy is going to happen. I'm not going like, to lay them, slay them. I'm just, I want you to come down, and I, just want, I want us to have a closing prayer that, that you pray your own self. God, put fire in me that I can go amongst the people and stop the plague of death. We're just going to have a prayer, and then we'll be done. Would anybody like to be the first Aaron to come down and, and come down into the altar and get some fire? The next thing I want to tell you is that please go home, get on Facebook, and share this video so your friends and your friends' friends can, can see this video. The more people that share it, the more people that see it. We've had like 30 shares on our, on our we got 30 shares on our logo for, for, fun, for Funnel Cake, and, we, and like 5,000 people seen it. And we get like 10 shares for our, 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 our services. And our services, our, our worship team is amazing. Even if they watch, some, even if they watch the, nerd, the, the, the worship team and cut me off, that's fine. That'll hurt my feelings. But you know what? The worship team dug, and that's okay with me. 
Come on in close as you can. I know we got to just push chairs back if you have to. I'll fix them later. Push them all back. I don't care. Just knock them, knock them over. I don't care. Just get them back. That's good. That's good. All right. Let's just pray. I'm going to pray for me, and I'm going to pray for you. But I want you to pray for you. I want you to say, God, give me a fire. Give me a big shovel. God, let me dig. Don't let me give up. Put a desire in me. And, I, guys, I don't want this to be a one-week thing. I don't, if it, I don't want this to be emotional. I did, what I mean by that is I don't want this to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you walk out the door, and, and by Tuesday, you, it's, the emotion's gone. I want this to be a lifestyle thing. This is a kingdom life thing. Don't make me clap back. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You know when your mama claps, boy, you, you, uh, you better back up. But I want this to be a kingdom life. I want this to be part of our mission, right? Inspiring love, life, and relationships. Our mission is to dig. I'll preach a nice, I'm sorry, I'll preach a nice message next week and make you happy. I want you to pray. Pray out loud. And ask God to help you, all right? And don't worry about what anybody's saying beside you, what they're doing beside you. You just pray and let God bless you. And ask God for the fire. Say, God, you can even cup your hand out. Cup your hand out. Everybody cup your hand like this if you will, please. If you feel comfortable. Just cup your hand and say, God, give me the fire. And then at the end of your, and when you get finished praying, put that fire right over your heart. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly